Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ask Anything presented by Mosher Consulting. I'm your host, Angel Leon, Mosher's HR advisor. This week, we're bringing you our most horrific, terrifying, spine-tingling, insert your horror movie cliches, Halloween-inspired tales of terror from the haunted help desk. Producer Brian and I surveyed our fearless, intrepid, courageous, and stout-hearted consultants who have been on the front lines of the haunted help desk over the years and asked them to share their most bone-chilling tears of terror. You're definitely going to want to grab your stuffy animals, turn on the lights, and make sure you're around someone because these tales will be scary. Bobby, Casey, Jennifer, and Joe bring us their scariest tales from the deeply haunted help desk, and you surely do not want to miss any of these. So hang on to your pointy hats because it's haunted help desk time. First off, we have Bobby, one of our fearless haunted help desk consultants. He's been through his fair share of haunted situations throughout his career, and he's here to share some of those with us. A few years ago, I was doing remote support, and it was kind of churn and burn, so I'd help a ton of people every day just um, from all over. Um, And one of the sessions I had was with this woman that... It seemed like she might have been having kind of a bad day. I'm not mm. sure. But uh, when she was talking to me, she was cordial, nice, uh, nothing <laughs> out of the ordinary. But any time she would converse with anybody else that was in the room with her, she was a monster. I mean, just being a terrible person, yelling at them, degrading them, all this stuff. Um, and... I got the impression that she might have uh, been maybe uh, pretty well off. Sounded like she was in a big echoey room and all that. So after a period of time, she said someone was at her front gate. I'm like, okay, yeah. Um, And she yells for somebody to get it. And then, of course, they either just didn't listen to her or... um, were indisposed somewhere else. She's like, ah, useless. I'll go do it myself. She goes, and um, I'm just sitting there waiting, and I'm not hearing anything from that end. She just walked off. I wait, and I start to get curious. I'm like, this seems like there's a story here. Um, and uh, I wait 10 minutes, 15 minutes go by, and I kind of hear some like weird noises off in the distance on the phone because yeah, I just, I just um, didn't put her on hold or anything. Just, you know, sitting there waiting on mute. And shortly after I hear that, like maybe some yelling, like it was a fight or something like that. Oh. I just hear footsteps walk up to the phone, uh, like <laughs> from the middle of the room. And uh, suddenly the, the call hangs up. Just out of nowhere. Oh. No words, nothing. And this woman was stressing how important it was that she have her issue fixed, and it was something that I needed to guide her through. Um, so having that happen, I'm thinking, something go wrong? Oh, well, well, I can see if I can proceed with the remote session, kind of in emergency mode, like, well, I'll see if I can fix it. And they end the session just abruptly shortly after hanging up the phone and it was it was just so odd 
the circumstances around it so mysterious <laughs> whole time just sitting here thinking like did this did this woman just get <laughs> taken out by the people that she was yelling at or what <laughs> all i could think about when you were describing her and and for the listeners i'm sure you guys will relate to this is is that, that tv show the big band theory howard's mother howard go get the jar that would have been something like that. Did you did you ever see any con- any corresponding news stories or anything? No, and I looked because uh, in the position I had, I I knew all the information about these people. If I wanted, you know, I could do a quick Google search and all that. Nothing, just dead air online. No. Um, I had one more. This one didn't happen to me. This is this was to my wife. One day, this guy came in and. He was crazy. I mean, just just immediately. Guy walks up to the counter and just slams his laptop down, like violently. And is like, fix it. Doesn't give any description, doesn't say what happened, nothing. And she's like, well, I mean, what's, what's wrong? What can I do? And he just repeats himself, fix it. So she's like, okay. She uh, flips it over to look at the model blood stains on the bottom of the computer so she's like well this is weird flips it over starts to open it up he's like don't look at anything on this computer it's like what well what do you want me to fix i can't turn it on i can't test it like no no no. if you look at anything that's on there uh i i'll know about it and i will (laughs) do something he's very nondescript uh just just thinly veiled threats whole time and uh she's like okay i i think somebody else is better suited to help you so she goes and gets a manager and uh manager starts getting this guy's information and he looks the guy up in the system and he is blacklisted from every other store he's been going around to stores asking for help just being totally nondescript and on the offensive the whole time and he gets escorted out of the building because they have a cop there um, stationed a lot of days. And he escorts him out of the building. As he's being escorted out, he looks back and to uh, my wife and the manager was like, I'll be seeing you guys again. <laughs> and just leaves. Jeez. And people yeah. wonder why it's so hard to find workers for retail. No <laughs> kidding. I mean, one one little additional mystery, find, final little things. Every once in a while, I'll run across people that fry electronics. Because I had, I had touch time with thousands and thousands of people. One in several thousand would literally fry electronics when they touch them. And I have no explanation for it. The first person it happened with, <laughs> I uh, didn't believe them. They're like, no, this keeps happening to my laptops, my phones, and all that. I'm like, well, you need a new phone, so go check out our demo models and all that. Five minutes later, they walk back. They're like, so I killed one of the phones over there. Oh, <laughs> just like a new model that had just come out the moment they picked it up. Wow. I mean, I, I, it doesn't surprise me. I've, I've seen some deuces out there. But hey, Bobby, thank you very much for being with us today and providing <laughs> some great stories here for our haunted help desk episode we really appreciate it and no problem up next we have casey who's also a part of our intrepid haunted help desk consultants here she is with producer brian 
a company that I used to work for, I took on their cell phone account. I was in charge of uh, not only um, distributing the cell phones, but also maintaining those as well. And I noticed that when evaluating all the devices, um, I ended up finding out that they were all on iPhone, which a lot of end users are, but then they were all on the same Apple ID. So as anyone with an iPhone knows, um, that's not very good. Um, if you have multiple people using the same Apple ID on a cell phone, because obviously that is what backs up all your data and how many people are we talking? Like how many different? Oh, we're talking about 20 people. Go. Oh. <laughs> oh. So it, it really all started because someone came to me and was like, I'm getting so-and-so's pictures or I'm getting so-and-so's text messages. And I'm like, that's odd. So then when I looked at their phone, that's when I saw that. And I was like, no, this is not good. So actually, I take that back. It was 22 people. Um, I ended up having to overhaul 22 iPhones to change their Apple IDs over to use their work email address. And as we both know, there's no automated way of doing that. You have to do that individually. And these were engineers. So these were like maintenance guys. They were always on the road. So you had to schedule time with them. I think it took me like probably three months just to get them all done. And specifically, there was an app that they were using that was a... <laughs> That was a tracker app. Um, it tracked their time, um, you know, because they, they build their time based off of the property that they were working on. And that tracker app was originally purchased by the first Apple ID that was on those phones. And because they couldn't find another tracker app that they could either A, get used to, or B, work with their system the way they were used to, um, I essentially had to finagle not only switching these phones over to their work email address, but then I had to sign into App Store through the old Apple ID, reinstall that app, and then sign back in with their new Apple ID. So yeah, um, not sure what happened after all that because eventually that company stopped being able to use the native uh, mail client, the Apple mail client through their 365 accounts. And that was the only way that that app would email their tracker sheets was just using the native mail client. It wouldn't cooperate with Outlook, but I was gone by then. On a further note, I guess, you know, more what Halloween related um, and kind of related to the iPhone situation. Um, we had collected a cell phone now at the time. I didn't anything, think anything of it, and, you know, we weren't using it, we didn't need it, so I just put it aside and I had other projects working I was working on, so it really wasn't a big deal. So I just thought, you know, whenever I had the time, I could reset it if I needed to reprovision it. So probably about three to five months later, um, we got a new employee and we needed to use that cell phone. I power the phone on and ended up finding out that he had been using his personal email as his Apple ID instead of his work email. What made it even worse was that we ended up finding out, or excuse me, I ended up finding out later that day that he had actually passed away a couple months before that. We were already dealing with trying to get into this phone and I can't even switch it because it has a personal email address on, on it of a person who's no longer with us. It took me about a month to work on this with Apple I think our saving grace was the fact that this was a company phone and it was owned by a company 
profile um, or business profile with the cell phone company. So I think that's what actually ended up making it easier to get get through to it and, and remove that email address. But yeah, um, yeah, never want to do with deal with that ever again. <laughs> and now with us is Jennifer. She spoke with producer Brian about her first help desk job in a situation that definitely tested our stout-hearted consultant's patience. Let's have a listen. Uh, yeah, so this was years ago, what, my first help desk job. I had a woman call and say that she couldn't connect to the internet. So, you know, did the normal troubleshooting, looked at her modem, her router, everything was fine. And she goes, oh, well, I'm in a hotel room in Georgia her home address was in Maryland. So I was like, oh, well, you have to go to the front desk at the hotel and get the Wi-Fi information. And she's like, no, I have a wireless router at my house. It's supposed to connect. And I was like, it only goes like 300 feet. It doesn't go, you know, five states away or however far she was. And she kept arguing with me. And it was my first time working at help desk. So I didn't really know how to like handle it that well. And I was like trying to explain it to her like, I think you're thinking of like a broadband card type deal. And she's like, no, absolutely not. The whole point of me getting a wireless router was so that I could connect to it anytime, anywhere. And she just refused to listen to me about it not working. Then she told me she was on a work laptop that was missing all of her favorites like to her bank account. And that I stole them somehow and was keeping her from the internet and stole her favorites so I could hack into her bank account and steal her money and she just lost it on me and asked how did you even get your job you don't know what you're talking about you're completely incompetent did you even graduate high school on and on and on and then was just like well let me talk to your manager and I was like okay but they're gonna tell you the same thing and she was like I don't care I want to talk to your manager so I transferred her and that was the end of the call. And I just kind of sat there and wrap up like, what just happened? <laughs> like, how do people not understand how the internet works? And then I didn't hear anything else from my manager. So I guess I don't know how he dealt with it, but I'm glad it was out of my hands after that point. This is like a shorter story, but there was a lady who was arguing with me on the phone about her internet being down. And I said, well, you're, I don't see your modem on. So I was like, can you check it? And she's like, I would never come unplug, blah, blah, blah. Why would I even look at that? And I'm like, well, sometimes it happens or like if your light switch is connected to your outlet or whatever. And she was like, fine, I'll humor you. And she goes, she's like, uh, yeah, it was unplugged. Thanks. Click. And just hung up. <laughs> I don't think people realize how difficult that job is because you're, you only have so much time to get through these phone calls. And then you have, you're, you're only allowed like 30 seconds to wrap up or something to finish up the notes. And then you instantly have to take another phone call. Yeah. It's just people and, screaming at you all day. So. And so few of them are people calling in to tell you how happy they are with the product. <laughs> and that was from several years ago, but it still haunts me to this day. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, we have Joe, who's a veteran of our haunted help desk. He's seen it all. And this next story is one for the ages, because it will definitely show you what not to do when working with a multiplugger. Joe, how are you? Uh, I'm doing very well. I've got a story from uh, way back when. Mm. Um, so I'll start off. I was working for a, a medium to large size company back in gosh, the 90s. That ages me too much. And back at that time, we had offices in a bunch of major cities, Miami and 
um, Chicago, LA, San Francisco, and New York. We happen to have a sales office in New York as well as our and some other offices. And they had uh, recently let go of some salespeople and were really hurting for sales representatives at the time. There was another individual at that office who was, you know, the receptionist. They really wanted to be a salesperson. And so they finally uh, gave in and said, hey, you could be a salesperson. She immediately jumped up, grabbed her computer and all of her stuff, and ran and claimed an office with a window, right? This is unbeknownst to anybody else really outside that office. And I guess about an hour or so later, she called our help desk and they forwarded the call to me because they had no idea what was going on. And they uh, continued to tell me how, you know, no matter what they do, the computer would not turn on. At which point I was confused a little bit. I said, all right, well, let's see what's going on. It was working at your other desk, right? They were like, yeah, yeah, it worked fine there. I said, okay, well, does the monitor turn on? No, no monitor won't turn on either. So, okay. Well, um, flip the light switch on in your office. Though. Is it on or off? So, well, it's off. I said, go turn it on. Let's see if that does anything. So they went over and turned the light switch on and everything. And this whole time she's got me on speakerphone. I used to go to that office quite often, about once every month or two, um, just working different things on their network or some workstations or something. And I'd always go out with the sales guys, gals out there, you know, dinner and stuff. And uh, one of the other sales reps happened to be walk, walking down the hall and heard my voice on the speakerphone and was like, Joe, hey, how are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh my God, how are you doing, man? I haven't seen you forever, all that kind of fun stuff. He goes, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm trying to get this computer working for so-and-so. And, -so. and uh, he just started laughing, crying, laughing, bending over, couldn't, stop laughing and i was like what's going on why are you laughing and everything and he's like i'll call you in here in a couple minutes and i'm like okay whatever and i'm continue working with this person on her on their computer and everything and for life of me i cannot figure out why this will not turn on and power cords are all plugged in and everything and it just it won't power on and uh finally the other guy gives me a call and he says you're not gonna believe what they did and i said oh god what's what's going on what happened and he goes where they have everything plugged into the power cord. And I said, okay, that sounds right, you know? And uh, they tells me, yeah, they plugged the power cord into itself. Oh, God. And I was like, are you kidding me? This is like an hour, hour and a half later. I'm like, I, I never thought to ask that. So after so hanging up multi, with it, So they had a multi-plug, like a power strip multi -plug. They had a power strip and it plugged it and they plugged it into itself. <laughs> Well, if you, you you did ask if it was plugged in, and they said yes, which is it, technically it was plugged right. in. That yeah. is accurate. Yes, <laughs> it was plugged in. I did not ask if it was plugged into the wall. I just asked if everything was plugged into the power strip. Yeah, well, the power, and if the power strip was plugged in. You'd expect for them to understand that when you're asking if it's plugged in, you'd expect that they tell you yes. An important lesson in specificity of questions. <laughs> Honestly, I you know. <laughs> Should you really need to ask that one, though? <laughs> I mean, no, you asked the right question. You don't necessarily have to go very specific, but I guess in this in this example, you have to. It's one of those things where it's like, hey, do you call Best Buy to come over and change the channel on your TV, too? <laughs> you know? yeah, with, with, with a lot of the stories we're getting, I, I, I feel like, you know, is this a question I should have asked? The answer is always no, and yet there you are yeah you weren't specific enough 
I, I just... <laughs> I'm speechless. I don't even know what to say. Well, so I, you know, talked to her about plugging the power cord into the wall, and she did, and everything started working fine. Mm. And no, I just should have gone home after that <laughs> that day. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> how, how how does one document that call? Uh, you know, um, yeah, what do you say? What do you if there's a log that you had to complete, you know, from your different calls? What do you say to that? How do you document that? Verified all power connections were connected, corrected one power connection, and everything worked. <laughs> you routed. You just try to leave it. <laughs> just leave it. Guided, guided clients <laughs> to effective power reroute. <laughs> okay, we'll call it that. Yeah. <laughs> I, that that's just one of those things where you just like, you know you hear people telling stories all the time. You're like, ah, these are made up. This there's no way someone could actually have done that. And then it happens to you, and you're just like, oh my god, this 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 does actually happen. See, and people <laughs> complain when you know when when people at the help desk tell, tell them did you turn on and off your computer it's, uh-huh. you know, sometimes that, oh, yeah. that that that's the trick yeah are you <laughs> asking me all these stupid questions like well now you know and that's an hour and a half of my life i'll never get back well joe we really appreciate the time this was <laughs> this was uh, one heck of a story i mean we're putting ourselves on mute because we keep laughing so but thank you very much joe we really appreciate your time thank you for listening into this week's edition of asking anything presented by mojo consulting We hope you enjoyed listening to our Tales from the Haunted Help Desk episode. Join us next week when we continue to dive deeper with our resident experts and what they're currently working on. And remember, if you have an idea or a topic you'd like us to explore, please reach out to us through our social media channels. In the meantime, please remember to give us a rating and subscribe to our feed wherever you get your podcasts. Until then, don't eat all the leftover Halloween candy in one day. And so long, everybody. Go. Oh.